Hello, thank you for joining the Pioneer Library System. My name is Roxanne, and today I am joined by... Miss Julie. On today's episode of Folk Tales with Friends, we will get to know Miss Julie from the Norman Central Library, and she will share a folktale. Folktales celebrate diversity. By experiencing stories from different cultures, you can discover valuable insights about another culture's values, beliefs, history, practices, and customs. But before we get started, let's get to know Miss Julie with a few questions. Are you ready? Fire away. All right. First question. What is your favorite pie? 3.14. If you had to choose another one. I would probably say cherry pie. Cherry pie. With ice cream or do you, could you go without? With vanilla. I could go without, but vanilla really, you know. Yeah, I like a warm pie with some vanilla ice cream to kind of melt over it. Delicious. Yes. Delicious. Ah, I don't know what mine is necessarily. My grandma made a really good strawberry banana pie in the summertime. Ooh, I've never had strawberry banana pie. Oh my gosh, you'd love it. I'm sure I would, as I love basically all things pie. pie. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. I don't think I would like a um, like a, a liver pie. Hmm. I'm not a fan of liver. Um, I've heard of like That's meat good pies. good for you. I've you, heard of meat pies or mincemeat. Yeah. I've never been quite sure what mincemeat is. Or know. rhubarb. I've never had a rhubarb pie. Rhubarb is the, that root vegetable, right? Yeah, it's kind of red. Yeah. But I just don't really know what purpose it has in existence. <laughs> Me neither, but I would be willing to try. To try a pie. Yeah. Okay. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? Oh, my gosh. Can you repeat that question? (laughs) If you can know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? Oh, my gosh. Part of me says that I would not want to know because it's kind of like predicting the future. Mm -hmm. Like people might say, I I want to know when I'm going to die. No, I just I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. How about, I want to know what the winning Powerball numbers are. Oh, genius. <laughs> there we go. I'll get greedy, <laughs> but I'll share. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You would buy me a pie. Or two. Okay. Okay. All right. So do you have a favorite children's book? Um, well, as far as like a picture book goes, I like the Karma Wilson books the bear snores on series Mm -hmm. there was also these are when my son was younger we read um henry hikes to fitchburg Mm -hmm. which is um, based on henry david thoreau that was always a favorite and for like a chapter book a couple years ago i reread um anna green gables yeah and it's one of those things that makes you think like to reread books from your childhood once you're an adult mm-hmm. and you see things differently yeah. but still you, know, you read that and you're like I totally want to be her <laughs> so I had never read Anne of Green Gables until a podcast recently where somebody said I would live in Avonlea from Anne of Green mm-hmm. Gables and I said you know what it's time so I have been listening to it for the last week and I am loving it I think we need to take a road trip I am yeah I'm loving it <laughs> I, I will definitely go to Prince Edward Island yeah it's definitely um I think an easy, not an easy, but a quick read. Like you just really don't want to put it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. Good one. Okay. So 
What was the best thing before sliced bread? Hmm. How old is sliced bread? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say 200 years. The best thing before sliced bread. I'm trying to be witty <laughs> on the spot. Um, I would say a fresh loaf of bread. Mm. Mm. Oh, How exciting is that? that. <laughs> <laughs> or like the invention of the um, the ice cream churn. You know, mm. mm-hmm. I'm sure that goes way back. Mm-hmm. I would say the discovery of spices. Really, I mean. Oh. Well, you know, why they had spices back then was to cover up the rotted meat that you were eating. Ew. So hopefully you wouldn't be able to smell or taste it as much. Yuck. Yeah, that's why they were so expensive back then. Uh, I bet people were pretty sickly back then from eating rotten meat. Or they had an iron gut. Ew. Okay. <laughs> Lovely questions. Mm, yeah. <laughs> What's the coolest place you've ever been to? Hmm. I think one of my favorite places I've been... Born and raised here in landlocked Oklahoma, I totally love the beach in California. Yeah. So just going out there, especially at sunset, watching the different colors in the sky and just the ocean, the waves are so mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. You can totally just be like, totally one with the earth man, you know. Well, if I got the answer to the Powerball question correct, I would for sure buy myself a, ho- a house in front of the beach and I would fall asleep to the sound of waves every night. I'm your best friend. <laughs> okay. What food do you think is disgusting? Well, you mentioned liver earlier. Yeah. And this is so funny because I actually bought some last week because yeah. I'm trying to make myself eat beets. Ew. I am not a fan of beets. I've never been a fan of beets, mm-hmm. but apparently they're really good for you, you know, and so trying to eat healthy stuff, mm-hmm. but... I'm having to, I think you can air fry them or roast them. You know, I can, I can do like beet juice with other things mixed in, but I I don't know. But I actually bought some in hopes that they will sit on the counter and I will do something with them. I don't like them one bit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) If you could give yourself advice as a child, what would it be? Hmm. I think. I think I hope that girls think of this a little bit better these days, but the whole um, girl power movement, we didn't really have that so much. I mean, I'm not that old, but I think just with all girls and boys, actually, just instilling more Mm self-confidence in, hey, you want to do this? Nothing can stop you. Go for it. You want to try this? In fact, I will tell you when a little Julie anecdote when I was seven years old, I wanted to play soccer mm-hmm. and my mom called the Norman Youth Soccer Association mm-hmm. and they said, oh, we only have boys teams. Girls don't play. And my mom, good for her, said, well, Julie wants to play soccer. So they ended up putting me on a team with 16 boys. <laughs> so I was one of the first two girls to play soccer in Norman. Wow. I know. So, wow. yeah, I think just that in all areas, you just be more confident, go for it. That's so cool because that's similar to what I would tell myself. I was too filled with self-doubt all the time mm-hmm. and I, I just didn't think I could do, I could do much. And now I have overconfidence. So I wish I could, <laughs> I wish I could give myself you some. go back. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You look back and, you know, but it's not too late. You, know, you always yeah. think now like, okay, what is that? One of our coworkers always says, what can I do now that my future self will thank me for? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so a good thing. Yeah. Go ahead and start now. That's a great quote. Okay. Let's see. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? To fly. I've thought about this before. <laughs> Mine would be to teleport. Oh, that's a good one. Too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I could fly. It would just take a little longer to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be tired. <laughs> I thought about it, too. I when I was little, it was always to fly, and I would just picture myself flying everywhere. But then once I discovered, like, Star Trek, I was like, oh. That teleporting was a thing. Teleportation, for sure. Nice. Okay. All right. So, the last question. Are you ready? Drum roll. Yes. If you could have any job in the world besides being a librarian, what would it be? Okay, I think this might actually go back to that thing of what you think about you're gonna that, or what you're gonna be when you're little. Mm-hmm. And even though I grew up in Oklahoma, I've always loved ocean animals mm-hmm. and whales. So I think that I may have thought to move to California and study there and been someone who would swim in the ocean and maybe actually touch a whale. Yeah. Yeah. So something with you know nature and the environment. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Or have my own cooking show. That would be so cool. <laughs> I would love to have like a traveling show where I get to taste all these different restaurants. You know how Rachel Ray used to have her show mm-hmm. um, where she would try different places like th- it was $20 or less or $30 or less. So she had a budget and she had to go to all these places around the world and eat with that budget. Yeah, we used to watch Anthony Bourdain a lot. And I mean, talk about traveling and interesting people. So. Yeah. Maybe I could do that and then donate some of the proceeds to saving ocean animals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, all this wealth. Because we won the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. From knowing the numbers. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Julie, for those entertaining and illuminating answers to my questions. We will now take a short break before coming back to hear your folktale. Like this podcast? You can make your own. This show is recorded in the Maker Lab at our Norman Central Library at 103 West Acres here in Norman, Oklahoma, where we have 3D printers, laser cutting and engraving, audio and video labs, and so much more. Come today and try out our tech or feel free to contact us at 405-701-2614 for more information. Welcome back to Folktale with Friends. I am here with my guest, Ms. Julie. Ms. Julie, where did your story come from? What is it called? Give us a little bit of background on your story. Okay, well, first let me start by saying, Osio Tohichu. That means, hello, how are you in Cherokee? I'm a member of the Cherokee Nation, and the folktale today is going to be a Cherokee version of Rabbit Races with Turtle. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, so let me first say that this book is found in um, our folktale section here at the library, and it is being retold from the How Rabbit, Tricked Otter, and Other Cherokee Trickster Stories by Gail Ross and Merv Jacob. Okay, a few vocabulary words I'm going to share first, because this is a Cherokee folktale, mm-hmm. is the Cherokee word for Cherokee is chalagi. The word for rabbit is Jistu. I actually had an uncle named Uncle Jistu. Oh. And turtle is Ulnawi. So that's a little Cherokee vocabulary for you today. Nice. Okay, so rabbit races with turtle. 
It is true that Rabbit loved to brag and exaggerate about all the things he could do. But one thing that everyone agreed on was that he was a very fast runner. Turtle loved to boast too. However, and one day he told the people that he was even faster than Rabbit. Rabbit heard about Turtle's claim and they began to argue so fiercely that everyone agreed that the only way to settle this matter was to have a race. It was decided that Turtle and Rabbit would race over four mountain ridges, and the one who came over the fourth ridge first would be the winner. Now, no one had ever actually seen Turtle move at anything but the slowest of paces, so Rabbit was certain he would win this one. So sure was he that he told Turtle, you know you can't run. You could never win a race and beat me. You know what I'll do? I will give you the first ridge. You will only have to cross three while I cross all four. So Turtle, you know, he's like, I agree to what you say, Mr. Rabbit. But that night he had an idea and he called together all of his turtle relatives. You must help me put an end to Rabbit's boasting, said Turtle. He explained to his family his plan and they all agreed to help. When the day of the race came, all of the animals gathered. Some came to the starting point to see Turtle and Rabbit begin the race. Others waited on the fourth ridge to help declare the winner. Rabbit came to the starting point, but Turtle had gone ahead to the next ridge just as Rabbit had arranged. The others could see just his shiny back through the long grass. The signal was given, and the race began. Rabbit burst from the starting point with his long jumps, expecting to win the race before Turtle could even make it down his first ridge. Imagine his surprise when he came to the top of the ridge and saw Turtle disappearing over the top of the next mountain. Rabbit ran even faster, and when he came to the top of the second mountain, he looked all around, expecting to see Turtle somewhere in the long grass. He looked up, and there was the sun glinting off Turtle's shell as he crossed the third ridge. Now, Rabbit was truly surprised, and he was beginning to be a little worried. He gave his longest jumps ever to catch up. And when he reached the top of the third ridge, he was so tired and out of breath, he could only fall over and cry as he watched Turtle cross the fourth mountain and win the race. The other animals gave the race to Turtle, and everyone wondered how slow Turtle had managed to beat Rabbit. Turtle just smiled and never spoke of it, but it was really very easy. All of Turtle's relatives looked just alike. So Turtle had placed one near the top of each ridge. Whenever Rabbit had come into sight, a turtle relative had crawled to the top of the mountain ahead of him and hid in the tall grass. Turtle himself had climbed to the fourth ridge so that he would be the one to cross the finish line. So Turtle won the race with a very good trick of his own. But if he had hoped to stop Rabbit's bragging, he was surely disappointed. No one's ever been able to do that. The end. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so what are you, what's the main takeaway from the story, would you say? Well, 
I would think when you think of these two characters, um, not to be too hard on yourself, like comparing yourself to someone else. Mm -hmm. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Some may be fast, some may be slow, some may be good at things, not so good at things. So take each day, one day at a time. Take your time. <laughs> take your time. Slow and steady wins the race. That's true. Or having lots of sneaky relatives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Miss Julie. That was very interesting. So how did you say turtle again in Cherokee? So turtle is ul-na-wi, because Cherokee is a syllabary, so it's different sounds. So it's three sounds, ul na we. Oh, now we. And rabbit is G-stu. G-stu. And Cherokee is Chalagi. Chalagi. All right. Yeah. Chalagi. Wow. That's a, that's a great story. That turtle is sneaky. Uh, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> but I was going to mention how this is from a trickster story mm -hmm. and how trickster stories can offer moral lessons you know they've been passed down over the years mm -hmm. and they can do it in a way that it's not just totally in your face like your parents telling you what to do mm -hmm. so so many cultures and traditions are from learning through storytelling oh. however this tale to me it sounds like you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't brag so much i don't know there are quite a few mm -hmm. versions of this story mm -hmm. and this one had a little bit different um take to it mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm thinking you got to be careful when you're bragging because, you know, it might just catch up with you. <laughs> Definitely. And by it, we mean the turtle. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Miss Julie. Thank you, Miss Roxanne. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, make sure to like, subscribe and share our podcast and follow Pioneer Library System on social media. If you want to reach out to us and share your thoughts on this folktale, or share a different folktale, you can reach us at podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org. Until next time, bye. Goodbye.